September 5th, 2018, it's a lot for Pedro Show. Thank you. 
For Pedro show. Happy Wednesday. Brother Matt is back and I talked to him yesterday. He's going to help me out because he got kind of hurt starboard hand here but uh, here my pad but not totally alone as you can probably hear from some noises uh, through the miraculous engineers over in Estonia who brought us Skype. 
I got with me, Meredith, the cheeseburger of Cleveland Steamers. You guys are in Cleveland, right? Yes, we yes we are. Okay. A little bit on the east side. Welcome aboard east side. Let's see. I play a lot in Cleveland Heights uh, at Kathy's place. Uh, the grog shop, right? Both of them, old and new. Miss yeah. the old one. Maybe the new one and, too uh, much. Beachland. Maybe you play too much. Beachland ballroom, ever? Maybe too much uh, cement. We got to talk one at a time, cheeseburger. That's the way okay. Skype works. Uh, I also stay at Demos's Pad, which is Shaker Heights, which ain't too far away. David Thomas told me he grew up in Cleveland Heights. Uh, anyway, uh, I have a big heart for Cleveland. I love it. One day I'm going to come, come there and make a wrestling record with nothing but Cleveland people and would like to have you aboard. Demos is going to play Bone on it, in fact. Uh, who wants to go first? Because I want to take a stroll Jeez. down your musical memory lane. All right. I, I will. Okay, cheeseburger. What's your earliest musical recollection? Oh, oh let's just see. Just a second. Um, just a second. Before we start, I got to say we started off the show with Mr. PC, live at Penn State, John Coltrane. Anybody knows anything knows that's a tune he wrote for an incredible bass cat, Mr. Paul Chambers. Then we heard brand new album, Cleveland Steamers, with See You Tonight. So go ahead there, cheeseburger. Your earliest musical recollection. Okay, earliest memories of probably uh, CKLW was a big thing for me. It was uh, out of Detroit, Windsor. We could pick it up here in Cleveland. Uh, you know, this was uh, you know mid, mid middle sixties. So you know, you know, doing the typical kid thing with the little transistor radio laying in bed. You mean it traveled all the way across Lake Erie? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I think it was fifty thousand watt, if I remember right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. it was a great station, and um, and so yeah, so you know, listen a lot of stuff in that, and then oddly enough, probably the thing that had the biggest impact on me was the Monkees. You know, I started watching that TV, TV show. TV show, Don Kirsch. You know, and I remember my dad even made us. Uh, he cut out some. Uh, fake guitars like on wood you know and, and just tied string to them and stuff so we'd stand in the basement and act like we were uh the monkeys you know so your pop he was more a listener not a player uh yeah my house we were all listeners in the in the house none of us really played uh so the uh, only so instruments we the only instruments were like these cut out things with string yeah just yeah just fake things you know we just so uh yeah i, I was like uh I, I don't know i guess i was like born to be a lip syncer or something i don't know but no but um yeah no we didn't nobody really played in the house and uh and then my brother a little bit later he started playing guitar in like uh you know, by the time i was 12 or 13 or something he's about four years older than me so i used to listen to him play a little bit what what about at school was there any music you did in school no i was really a, a late comer to the game um i really didn't even start playing until i was about 18 i played bass and uh, what had happened was... Yeah, how'd you get friend, into the base, Cheeseburger? Uh, well, a, and don't worry about it, because, you know, Joe Biza started, you know, Sacrum Trust. He started electric guitar at 27. It's never too late. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I had a friend that was uh, a, a decent guitar player, you know, and uh, and he just said, here, I'm going to teach you. You know, he sort of just said, he told me oh, he's going to teach me to play bass, you know. One of those kind of things because uh, we had fun hanging out. So this is after wanted. high school. This was uh, about our junior year, maybe uh, yeah, probably our senior year. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, I was about seventeen or eighteen. 
Well, what had happened was he came over with uh, a couple of 45s that sort of changed my life. One was uh, the Pagans, What's This Shit Called Love? Oh, yeah. And the Ramones, Rockaway Beach. Yeah. Uh, and after we, you know, we, he played those, and uh, we just kept playing them over and over and over. And that was then sort of like, uh, you know, like, okay, you know, we got to try to do this stuff, you know. You know, I think the Ramones had that uh, influence on a lot of people. Sure. Well, but, but, but Cheeseburger, when you were a boy, what was the first record you bought yourself? Uh, <laughs> that's sort of embarrassing now, maybe. Uh, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was Three Dog Night, captured live at the forum, the L.A. forum. I remember that album. Yeah, I don't know why that's the one, but I do. Re- that's the first album I ever had. I, I got some singles from what, as, like, birthday what was, uh, what was the, yeah, of course, my first record was a single, too. You used to buy them at the drugstore. They're a lot cheaper. Yeah. Can you remember the first 45 you bought? Um, you know... This kid across the street used to always get them for me for my birthday. Everybody plays the fool. Oh yeah, the first one I remember him giving me. Uh, I can't even think who. Uh, the dramatics. That, uh, God, what was the name of that? You know, the dramatics. Who do? Yeah, everybody plays the, the fool. fool. You know the song. It, it, it would be part of those like K-Tel collections. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. You know. I, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I remember those. Uh, yeah, so, something Love Unlimited or maybe I can't remember the name of the band. But what what about your first gig? What was the first gig you went to? Uh, first gig was I didn't go there until um, I went to. There's a place around here called Nelson Ledges, which is like a a big like sort of drug hangout kind of place and everything. And I went in 1976. You know, the summer of the the bicentennial. Yeah. Um, they had something called the Freedom Festival. Okay. So it was July that year. I was only about, I was 15 then. So, and, uh, it was one of those big things where they had like bands, like, uh, seven or eight bands. I remember there's Hart, Jay Giles, ELO, wow. uh, Ariel Bender. Um, Ariel Bender. Yeah. Let's see. I can't even, you know, there was, no, he was Jay in Giles, Michael Hoople. Had, and Mar- no, Steve Miller was there and stuff. It was sort of an amazing experience for me because when we walked there, like I said, I was 15, but, I was already dabbling in too many substances, but um, there was, like, vans lined up with their back doors open, and they all had, like, you could just purchase drugs right off, you know, the, out of the back of these vans and stuff. It was a pretty weird thing, but I guess the 70s were much different than nowadays, you know? I graduated Pedro High in 1976. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so that was, that was my first game. It was a lot of fun. It was an all-day thing. Now, who's your buddy who played guitar? What's his name? We should give him some credit because he got you going on fucking bass. Okay, yeah, and actually he's got a little history himself. Uh, his name was Randy Promozik, and um, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the Cleveland punk scene, but there were some things that came out, uh, a Cleveland Confidential EP, which was sort of notoriety for around here, and, you know, the Pagans were on it and stuff yeah. and the clocks, but he was in a band on that called the AK-47s, and then uh, he was in, uh, he played in the Breathing Blankets along with Mike Hudson and... Uh, other stuff like that, but yeah. Now, did he make a dude. band? We're, we're, did, no. did he make a band with you once he got you on? What was your first bass? Um, a Fender Music Master. Okay. And yeah, what, what kind of amp? amp for, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What kind of amp? Oh, uh, you know, I, I had a job and I and I blew a whole lot of money on some amp peg. You know, it was like it cost <laughs> way more than the car I was driving at the time. You know. <laughs> And everything probably weighed as much too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, God yes. So did you guys make a band? Uh yeah, we did some stupid things like you know we'd play like on the 
at parties and backyards, you know, get different dumb names like City Kitties and, jeez, uh, I can't, you know, nothing that ever really stuck together. Very so you guys long. never recorded? Did you write songs together? Um, no, I wasn't writing any songs yet. I never wrote any songs until actually this project, the Cleveland Steamers. Uh, we'll get to that later. But yeah. I do want to play something from the new record. It's called Hung Up On You. Thank you. 
I got a letter from the government yesterday. They asked me to spit into a cup and send it back to them so they could know where I come from.
and pow and zap and zowie. Here comes a quad squad to give you an owie. Green and silver kind of makes me shiver, but the other teams, they almost quiver. Cape Crusaders hit the floor. Looks like roller derby and they're going to score. Round and round the track they go. The green team really puts on a show. They're really championship material. They should be on a box of cereal. Block are so fine and jammers for real. Building the score with the points they steal. Pound them hard. Push on through. The quad squad is mighty. They really can do. Superpower slam down. Give them a push. Take on the track. Now you really rush to take the game. To show your might. And you can win. You're all right. Let us, so let us go. Quad squad. Skate out really hard. Just want you to know you are loved by this bard. The screen gets a window and makes it bright While I take out all the rubbish on who I don't like There's nothing in here, I'm just ignoring my kids Spitting at some idiot I don't know From Leeds, he told me I was gonna get smacked For the rest of the day, I just thought about that Should I get in the car and drive up there? Take my chances and get his address Stick in a five and go 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa Stick in a five and go 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 Whoa, whoa Five and go, stick in a five and go, whoa, whoa. 
show yeah brand new from the cleveland steamers hung up on you then uh mb jones out of Pusan doing et in my genealogy I, i'm on base on that i did it here in pedro the miracle of the internet people it's not all bad new days kodorashki out of uh, uh bulgaria with september i should have played this last show but it's still five so we're close uh, from brazil vermes de limbo idiotica Bitchin' Bear. Uh, David Nesselhoff, uh, uh, Nesselhoff out of Germany with a brand new album. Repita. Uh, yeah, PH. Strange spelling. Joe Brewer, Madison, Wisconsin. Superpower, Slam Down. Jack Brewer, cousin. We're spit talking Sacred Trust. That's the singer man's cousin. Slate for Mods out of England. Nottingham. Part with Stick in a Five and Go. Brand new. The Blanks out of Arizona. Brand new bad boy. Uh, guided by Voices, there's always something brand new from Mr. Pollard there. <laughs> At least 10 albums a year, right? The Chocolate Boy, Round Eye, out of Shanghai with He, She, Oroshima, Si. Hmm. And then finally, Cleveland Steamers with My Asshole Cousin. It's probably a true story, huh? Yes, okay. yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. Truth be told. Now, it's Meredith's turn. Meredith, what is your earliest musical memory? My earliest musical memory is being underneath my Aunt Mary's kitchen table and kicking the underside of the table to the beat of I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was on the radio. Beatles. And singing along. Okay. And my Aunt Mary pulled me out by the ankle and said, I want to break your leg if you don't stop. <laughs> and this is Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
That's what you you were you were threatened with love and music. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's right. so was it was it sort of like a cheeseburger where there's a little more listeners than players in the pad, or did somebody play? Uh, we all we listened to the radio all the time. Radio was on. Um, my cousin Jeannie was a singer. Okay, uh, and she she sang in some bands. Um, but for the mo- no, nobody really p- played an instrument. You know, like some people that got a piano in the house. It doesn't mean anybody right. played it, but <laughs> right <laughs> might exactly. be there. Okay, okay. So, uh, what about you in school? Did you play in school? Uh, I was in the chorus, and I was in the Singing Angels, which okay. was a, a a children's chorus that was run by this old vaudeville guy and. <laughs> That's uh, we we put on shows uh, around town, like for for businesses, for business parties, and during the Christmas season, we would uh, sing in the department stores downtown. Wow! So it wasn't just school. Oh no, okay. no, and we we went to Romania. Wow! Uh, they, yeah, we were like one of one of the first American groups to like sing sing behind the Iron Curtain. Wow. In, in I the, got to play the there a couple of years ago, but there was no Iron Curtain. <laughs> there oh, was a lot of beat right. up East Block, but there was no Iron Curtain. <laughs> right. Anyway, right. Uh, do you remember the first record you bought yourself? Yeah, it was uh, Lulu's To Sir With Love. We saw oh, the movie wow. yeah, at yeah. Severance Mall and then went to Disc Records, which was just a couple couple stores down in the mall, and bought the record. Wow. And Played it, played it constantly. <laughs> and, what, and what about your first gig? What was the first concert you saw? The first one that I remember was my mom got tickets to uh, a benefit for the Chicago 7, Chicago 8. Uh, and it was at Public Hall. And it was Blood, Sweat, and Tears were the headliners. But Jocko played in that band a little while. Yeah, And yeah. people, uh, listeners out there, if you want to know about Chicago, some Bobby Seal, I mean, there were some intense times in the uh, uh, late Amazing. 60s, early 70s. And, uh, I, yeah. I didn't know what was going on at the time, but it was... Well, he was actually, like, chained up in court and gagged and shit. Right, bound and gagged in his chair. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Fred Hampton shot to death in his past. It was heavy times. It was heavy yeah, times. it was. Uh, so, so, okay, this thing with the singing... Did this go into junior high and high school? Yeah, I was I was in it until I was eighteen. Wow. Okay. So it was a good experience. It it, it really was. It was it ta- taught me a lot about stage presence and how to project and how to sing in harmony with a group of people. There's still nothing quite like singing singing harmony with somebody and and hitting hitting the right notes and it's just. You know, makes makes your hair stand up on end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a good friend of mine, Petra Hayden, and her and her sister Rachel, because they're identical twins. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah, Charlie Hayden's daughters. Uh, yeah. Okay. Besides this band that you did all this time and you learned a lot of stuff through, did you do other music stuff? Uh, when I. I went to college outside of New York City, and I ended up working at the Strand Bookstore. Oh, wow. And I was in a couple of Strand bands. You know what I heard? That, you know who I heard worked there 
was uh, Tim Wright. Oh. Who was one of the early yeah. bass player guitar men for Paraubu. Yeah, yeah. And I also I, and I actually saw him play in DNA after the organ guy left. Yeah. Ardo and Ikwe. Yeah. Patty Smith worked there. Um, not while I was there, but uh, Miriam Lena, uh, who was uh, the original drummer for the Cramps. Maybe she, some television. She worked people. there actually when I worked there. I was reading about it in uh, Dick uh, Lloyd, R Robert Lloyd's, uh, Richard Lloyd's book, Combustible. Right. Yeah, it's an amazing play. It's still open, right? Yeah, it sure is. Eight miles of books, although it's probably more than eight miles now. When, yeah. when the I other, was there at that. The other big pad is in, in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, Powell's. Yeah. But we're losing these babies. Okay, so you, so being there, you were connected to a lot of music people. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a band that I was in, like it was saying, called uh, Lunar Caustic, and... I'm still friends with uh, Bill Sack. He lives in Buffalo, and he's still doing music. Okay. Uh, so then you were doing some uh, gigs in New York City in the old days, then? Yeah, we played at ABC No Rio and ABC. Sure. Um, I, I did one gig, at, actually, at CBGB um, with uh, some guys that were in the Swans. Okay. It was, it was this weird Michael performance Jera. art thing. Yeah, Michael is actually from up the hill here, Palos Verde, long time yeah. ago. Yeah, and he was in the, the Hollywood scene a little bit. I think his band was called the Strict IDs or something. Oh, I <laughs> like A little that. bit, a little bit, and then he, he moved to the big town. Uh, so interesting. So how long did you sp uh, spend in New York City? About 10 years. Wow. Because I know there was a connection because... Uh, I've read about Peter Laughter making... It's not really that far. I, I, I know it's weird they call Ohio the Midwest, but it's actually... You only have to go th uh, through Pennsylvania to get to New York City. Yep, it's true. Like like the Velvet Underground played many times. It, it was so close. Well, yeah, close enough. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So after 10 years, though, you call quits and you come back. Yeah, it just got too expensive, too many sure. drugs. It, yeah. It was... It was hard to live there. It became really hard to live there. Well, Cheeseburger could have came by in one of those vans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just open up the back, you know. <laughs> they're, they're in the alphabet part of the uh, Lower East Side, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no. That was a bad joke. <laughs> no, no, but, but interesting. So you come back and um, well, how does the Cleveland Steamers come together? When, when I came back, I uh, was hanging out with some of the, the, the punk scene here in Cleveland. Um, and I was hanging out at this house that was legendary. And it's where a lot of, well, a couple members of the Pink Holes lived. Oh. And that's where I met Cheese Border. Okay. So I'll let Cheese take it from there. Yeah. Take it, Cheese. Uh, but yeah, the Pink Holes was uh, my thing all through the '80s. Uh, you know, the punk band thing we had here. Um, oh, this is after you. This is after you've been playing with your buddy. You made your own band. Yeah, after, you know, after it started, you know, he just taught me how to play. You know, a little bit. But yeah, so then, uh, but this was other guys, and um, we all got together and started this. Yeah, this thing called the Pink Holes, and it lasted about ten years, and then we even still did reunions up until a few years ago. But. Um, do we you did a couple albums. Cheeseburger, do you remember the first Pink Hole gig? 
Uh, yeah, I do. I actually joined. I, I went and saw them, and they didn't have a bass player yet. And I was like, I thought to myself, wow, that's a band that I could actually be in because they were really bad. And um, and so I joined them. Like, and the, the audition was funny. I just had to go over there and drink with them. And um, they're like, yeah, you're in. You know, we didn't play or anything. But then, um, <laughs> you know, I heard a story like that with Thin Li- like Thin Lizzy had one U.S. guy on guitar, right? I think Scott Gore. Yeah. And he was talking about his audition with uh, who was the boss? Uh, Phil Lynott, right? Phil, Phil, yeah, yeah. And and the the whole inter, uh, I guess uh, audition interview was, can you fight? <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just had to drink. So okay, <laughs> can you drink? <laughs> can you yeah. drink? But so, uh, yeah, so I do remember the first time on stage. with uh, It was pretty funny. We played at a place called the Pop Shop. Oh, man, I played there. It was under it was under the Agora. Right, right. The original. That's where the first time that Minuteman played in Cleveland was at the Pop Shop under the Agora. And upstairs was the Romantics, the red leather guys from Detroit. And big hair, big hair. Look, yeah. we're, uh, we got to save your story for the second hour because we're at the end of the first one. September 5, 2018, special guest, Cleveland Steamers people, Hank Typhower 2. September 5, 2018, it's the second hour of the Watt Pedro Show.
liquid sky as moonlight glows. Mammoth paces, neon traces, street lights froze. Mirrors shatter, spirits scatter, minds exposed. Aimless walks and random talks that plague my soul. Not for everyone, everyone but man, man only. Not for everyone, everyone is left so lonely. Not for everyone, everyone but man, man only. Not for everyone, everyone is left.
mi pueblo es un señor muy correcto No reniego del sistema y hasta la vista para acá A veces pago del tío Trump Y le doy caso a su mamá Después que chiva de mujerón Voy a ver que me dice viejo Lo primero que le dice La hidrocresta ¿Dónde está? Second. 
Bought for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with something bad from the brand new Cleveland Steamer album. Then we heard uh, Stella Ma- uh, Martyr with uh, Immortals. And missing with, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, but S-O-Y-C. Soik? <laughs> uh, Yapa Lora. These are some Colombia guys. Uh, with El Ponquero de Mi Pueblo. And uh, I just met them because doing documentary on Robo. Uh, second drummer for Black Flag. You know, he's a Colombian cat. He ran away from the army to be in the band. And the guy working the camera gave me a CD. That's what they do these days. Uh, Chris Butler, an Akron guy, uh, with uh, The Whirl Away. I guess he was in Tin Huey and Waitresses and shit. And finally, The Healers from, uh, you know, just west of Chicago. with well, fuck it, man. Okay, so let's uh, continue. We're talking about how the Cleveland uh, Steamers got going, but uh, it's prefaced with pink holes. Because I guess, uh, Meredith, you went to the pink hole pad and uh, Cheeseburger, this is where uh, uh, the band you joined. Were you living there with these cats? Uh, talking to me? Yeah. Talking yeah. to you. Uh, um, well, no, I, I wasn't, I didn't live in the house. I passed out there quite a few nights, but, uh, but no, it was, uh, <laughs> one of the guys from the Pagans, the bass player from the Pagans was living there. Um, Larry Lewis and stuff. And a couple of the guys, I, I say the, from the Pagans. But so, yeah, so, you know, I, we started playing a lot. Like I said, we did that first show at the Pop Shop, which you said, you, you know, you played there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great place. That I pad burned it. down, right? Uh, yeah, underneath the Gora. And, uh, yeah, I mean, great stuff down there. I saw the cramps there. I saw the replacements. I saw oh, you yeah, guys. Eventually, uh, it, bur- it burned down, right? Yeah, it did. It was sort of sort of suspicious. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard, too. Yeah, they were getting ready to... Uh, uh, tear it down anyhow because the, the Cleveland State wanted the parking lot or something, and it burned like a month before it was going to close anyhow. You know, <laughs> Oops, so it was sort of weird. Purpose. Yeah, but uh, they, they moved down. Uh, they're down near East Fifty Fifth now on Euclid and stuff. There, sure. there was an Agora still. In fact, but, there uh, was two families uh, that were the king of rock and roll gigs, right? With the Contis and another family. Oh, uh, the Belkins. Belkins, Belkins. That's it. Yeah, they did all the big gigs. Right. Right. Yeah. I you know because of touring. If you call tour more than a month, I just did my sixty-sixth. So I've learned some of these things. Hmm. Uh, so, 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 th- tell me the the, the germ that got the uh, Cleveland Steamers going. Uh, okay, well, that, we go, we move forward a little bit to uh, twenty eleven, and I have a friend that is uh, I hadn't seen very much since the earlier days, and I I get in touch with him at a show, and he tells me that he's got about six months to live. He's got some, uh, he has some bad cancer going on, and he wanted to record a few songs before he passed away. His name was Larry uh, Lewis, another guy that was played on all the, the Cleveland Confidential EPs and stuff in the Bronx, um, and the Cleveland Confidential album that Mike Hudson had put out. But anyhow, so Larry is dying. He he gets me to Mike, play Mike, bass. was he in the Pagans? He just passed away over here in SoCal, right? Oh, that was Mike Hudson. Yeah, Mike Hudson did, right. Yeah. Yeah, he died about, oh, I don't know if it's been a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. He, for a while he was in Buffalo or something running a paper. Yeah, yeah, he had a newspaper up there. Mike was an incredible guy. He was like, Yeah, I've heard from many people. Scene. Many people, beautiful guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was uh, a, a friend of mine for uh, from the day, I, you know, from I probably met him when I was 17 or 18, yeah, going to see sad. his band. So what happened but, with Larry? So Larry's, yeah, Larry had the cancer. He, he asked me to play, and he got a guy, Steve-O from Death of Samantha, yeah. to play drums. Yeah, I know John and, Pekovich. 
Yeah, right. They just did their. They just closed a. There was a club on the west side called the Fantasy. I remember that they had a pirate boat. I played there yeah. once or twice. Well, the, the the very last show was just this past Sunday night, and okay. Death of Samantha was the last band to play. They're going to tear down and put condos there. I course. think John uh, played clarinet, licorice stick in that band. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. And some of the guys from the New Bomb Turks uh, did a, did a little thing with him too. Okay. And um, so what happened so, with Larry? Uh, so, so yeah, so Larry gets he gets me, he gets Steve on drums, he gets uh, a guy Nick Suma on guitar, and he was in a band called the Floyd Band. But so anyhow, we do these songs with Larry, and uh, we put out a little uh, a single and everything. But sure enough, Larry died almost according to the schedule. You know, he lasted about another five months. Oh, but so shit. it sort of brought us all together. Yeah. And the the ones of us that were left, uh, you know, I said to them, I said, hey, I. I'm trying to write songs finally. I said, would you guys like be willing to like do an album with me, you know, and we'll just keep this little thing going. And um, they were like, yeah, sure. So that was how the birth of the Cleveland Steamers. Wow. And then, um, of course, me and Meredith got married in 06, and she's a good singer. I, you know, I'm pretty lousy, but she's got a great voice. And um, so she came and started, you know, singing on some of the, the cuts and uh, just went from there. And now is, you know, this is our third album, the new one, and trying to, feature her more and more and phase me out but I, I write all the tunes and stuff but uh so that's how, how it uh did you write this tune shut up yeah yeah okay let's listen
Eat. 
Well, for Pedro Show, yeah, we had Shut Up from uh, Cleveland Steamers off their new album, which actually is the third album I just learned. And then Extract out of Canada with Wingnut from Scotland, Still House Plants. I might be playing with these cats in February, a gig in London, Cafe Odo. Uh, Mona Duck. And then a lady they uh, collaborate with, uh, Quinny, gathering shells. Mold Omen out of uh, Baltimore with a big jam. Crowd on the Myth List. I guess it's better than the meth list. <laughs> we always played in Spokane. Well, Spokane's actually got two nicknames. Spokanistan and then Methlehem. A little wow. town of Methlehem. Yeah. And then finally, uh, from Spain, Gecko Turner with uh, Bee Eater. Okay, we're uh, on the story of the creation, how from the ashes of tragedy, the Cleveland Steamers. Yeah, how'd you name the band there, Cheeseburger? Um, well, because I heard there's a sex act you can purchase. Yeah, I know. But this is this is sort of it's funny, but no, nobody even believes me when I say this. But I had a, a grandfather. Collinwood is on the east side of Cleveland and they had a big rail yard. OK. And back in the back in the 40s, my grandfather worked there as a uh, as a mechanic on the old steam engines. Sure. And they had a bowling team and they called themselves the Cleveland Steamers back then. And yeah. um. And but it's yeah now nowadays the word has it's a really perverse sex act so it was sort of fun you know to name the band that just because uh, it did have family history but also like you know I don't know no there's a place close to my heart about steam because uh, although the Greeks invented it a couple thousand years ago it was kind of a toy the guy who put it to work was a Scottish cat named James Watt he invented a governor and a condenser and you could actually get work out of it so I love the fact that. You're named after that and not the sex act you can pay for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell me about the first Cleveland Steamer gig. Uh, we're, we're sort of a strange band. We only play really spun. Uh, well, what about the first one? Getting... What about the first one? Well, okay, Nick, Nick Suma, the guitar player, he's got a bar in... Um, Maple Heights, another east side of... You know, Cleveland. Suma, it's trippy because all the Perubu was recorded at a place in Painesville called Suma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy just died, actually. That's right. Yeah, Paul Hammond. Yeah, yeah. it was a father and son operation. Right, yeah. yeah. But but so anyhow, Nick, uh, the guitar player, owns a bar called the Maple Grove. He's got a rock club there. And uh, we occasionally just... Well, I guess you'd call it, we, we do like live practices, you know, where we just jam there when the people are there drinking, you know. Sure. And so that's sort of, that's that's like the only gigs we do. It's uh, the other guys are in a band called the Yeah, but, 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 uh, but Cheeseburger, tell me about the first one. Oh, okay. Well, again, like I say, it was just, we just showed up to, uh, to try to write, work on some new songs and stuff. And uh, so, I mean, really, it was in front of about, 12 of sort of what you call like the uh, the local uh, the neighborhood drunks or whatever you know the guys sitting at the bar and stuff. Sure, sure. It, it wasn't an announced thing or anything it just it just sort of happened and uh, it so it was sort of weird you know but it was kind of a gig but it was also like working on songs yeah I mean that's because really we're mostly just a, uh, a studio band and um, like I said I, I I really oh, sort of that. like Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they do gigs now, yeah. but for a long time they never did gigs, right? Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I see the guys out playing now. Now that the other guy's gone, but, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, bigger. Uh, I shouldn't say nothing. You know, we know. used to have to play a lot in the boat because Georgie, Minuteman drummer, he loved the Dan. Yeah, yeah. I drove Ed from Ohio. The fire hose too. Uh, drove Ed from Ohio out of his mind. Huh. I like half Asia and stuff before that. A little I can handle, but yeah, yeah. not the biggest. <laughs> A yeah. fan of the Dan. Uh, look, we're at the end of the second hour of September 5, 2018. Dish of Bop, Peter Show special guest, Cleveland Steamers. Hold tight for hour three. September 5, 2018. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Take your seats and grab your sheets But sleep is all you gonna get here I see you smile and mock my rhymes Why is that? Why can't you just draw a line Between the far You can just get At a risk you wanna take You can just get my rhymes in the exact same that you do while well, if you do I trust that you will do it way better than I do I see you smile and mock my rhymes why is that why can you just draw a line between the far you can just get at the risk you wanna take you can just get
rose from the ashes of death and dishonor, second coming of Trash Czar. Crawling out of a primitive prison, he came from East Los Angeles. No money, no jive, no shortcuts, no shit. There was something new in the smog horizon. In this city, the pollution is a beauty. As the sun wanes, it glows bright pink, beating the odds before and then beat back down. So once more, he rose to his feet. The 200-mile death stare. All the cottage in the world couldn't buy these secrets. Fast talkers and liars running in their fear. A modern street prophet from the future, ten years ahead of the hustle. Fucking the binding rod for truth as he saw it. And if God is good, then so is he. Nothing left to lose, he torn another hole in the ozone to let angels and demons possess his world. Let sewer open up its filth and glory. Rat King moves with grace. Now it's time to make good, and he knows the score. It's time to let the world inside out. Now it's time, it's time to fuck this up.
when I start to fall down. Peter show me a little pilot air there. And uh, good thing I stopped Cheeseburger because he's going to blow his whole wad there up. Uh, <laughs> we start with Monsanto by the Cleveland Steamers, and, he, and I was intrigued by the title, so he's going to explain. Oh, you wrote it on the bass. That's interesting. You write songs on the bass. So yeah, I. Yep, I do the same thing. Right. Yeah, so, so like I said, I had this spooky little riff going, and... Um, and I, I was sort of like, you know, Monsanto is spooky in its own way. But then I sort of just, there's not a lot of lyrics to it. It's just, I kept thinking of Monsanto being like a, like a big Japanese uh, monster movie kind of villain thing. Yeah. Like this, this big Monsanto thing coming at you and just breathing fire and pollution and poison and stuff. Yeah, I think they're and called so kaiju. Sort of the fun. They, they call those kind of movies kaiju, like the big monster. It's usually a guy in a rubber suit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kaiju, yeah. Uh, Godzilla, actually, it's it's uh, the word uh, Hijira is a whale. He was supposedly a cross between a gorilla and a whale, <laughs> but it's hard for them to say R's and L's, you know. So oh. it, Godzilla, yeah, yeah. Raymond Burr, they when they re-released it for U.S., they stuck Raymond Burr in there. It's very oh, crazy. correct, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I was telling uh, off-air listeners about when I came to Pedro here in '68. Uh, 
from Virginia, the monster was dumping DDT in the ocean. We had no pelicans, no peregrine falcon, no, which is the fastest animal actually on the planet because it was making the eggs uh, shells too thin. And when they were forced to stop doing that, the, the earth made scab over that crap. And uh, yeah, all that life came back to kelp, you know, which is big uh, foundation uh, ecosystem. Uh, I should to say what else we played. Uh, uh, Necdo from Masvaldi and Andrea Rotten in Czech public echo test. Great bass lady there. Uh, the Drift. Uh, I think she's playing with uh, Adrian Ballou. Yeah. Echo, uh, Joe uh, Cardamone, Rat King, Mod Vigil out of Australia. Driving is easy. Uh, Drug Mums too out of Australia. By the way, we uh, lost Conrad, uh, the keyboard man for uh, Nick Cave. We lost a couple guys, uh, Brian Hooper and Spencer P. Jones, Beast of Bourbon. Yeah, it's terrible. And then uh, finally from Spain, uh, another band, Ginferno with uh, Sam Vicente Rambla. Uh, so t t tell me about this, this, this making this uh, third album. How's it different than the first two? Oh, I think I'm finally starting to learn how to write a song, maybe. Um, you know, like I say, because I didn't... This first time I started writing was for this band, and um, so it's been a learning curve for me. So I think these are the best songs we've had yet. And also, I'm getting more comfortable in the studio. And like I say, we, we put Meredith on a lot more on it because, you know, she's got the great voice. And um, I just... Uh, Cheeseburger, what, what studio are you, are you using? Uh, just uh, a, a friend's, like, you know, home, home kind of studio. No, that's okay, um, but you should give him credit, though. Yeah, his name is Ryan Folds. He, he calls himself Cleveland Audio. Um, he drums on about half this album, and he plays uh, some of the other instruments on it, like some of the, you know, keyboards and stuff. He's a great guy, very talented. Him and Nick, Nick Suma, the guitar player, yeah. they're in another band called 45 Spider, who's been getting some uh, play on, like, uh, Little Steven's Garage, whatever, and stuff. So he's, they're, uh, they, they got that thing going. Those guys play out a lot. Well, how uh, long did it take you to make this album? Uh, worked on it about... Two years because it was sort of there'd be like months in between where I couldn't get, get time with Ryan. Sure, sure. But sure. um, but it was sort of sort of an interesting way to work on something. You know, I'd have it. You know, it's, sometimes you can overthink things if you sit on it too long. You know, absolutely. But uh, but no, this it had a pretty good pace, and um, and a couple. So there's a little influence too that sort of came from 2016 of the uh, like the election season. Okay. Uh, some of the songs are pretty uh. Inspired by that, you know what a farmer of, would tell you. Uh, say that again. You know what a farmer would tell you. What's that? If you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. Oh. <laughs> Here, I want to play uh, "Last Love." Okay. All right.
things have faded away. So many things have gone astray. One thing I know, know for sure. You got me so. 
Pedro Show, last music, last love from Cleveland Stamers. Then uh, upstate New York, Bert, Bert Perverts with Gone. Uh, some stuff here, uh, from here in Pedro. Lady Hump with uh, Blues Before the Blues. Old days, Pedro. Plebes, live, redhead. And then uh, Rats in the Louvre. And they might be Strong Beach, huh? Uh, technical difficulties. Uh, Patrick Grant with Harmonic Revolutions. Somewhere in the universe. Uh, up in Hollywood, uh, just don't get it. Sold and bones. Got that? They don't say that anymore. Yeah, uh, Los Angeles, yeah. all 150 towns. <laughs> and then finally, never saw you again. Cleveland Steamers. So, Cheeseburger, you, you're telling me uh, not a lot of gigs. So you have no plans to tour this record. 
No, no, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of playing out anymore, you know, hauling the amps and all that stuff. Sure, sure. You know, I, I still really just enjoy, you know, trying to craft the song though, and going to the studio and playing with people. That's that's the part I love now. I don't know. I mean, you're you're constantly out there touring. You, you must still love the stage or whatever. So, uh, well, you know, life's about taking turns. There's all kinds of things you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you do your own thing. Sometimes you collaborate. Sometimes you help somebody else out. Sometimes you're here now, though. You know, the recording thing. You could actually, uh, I've made records with people I've never even met <laughs> because yeah, it's, uh, yeah, interesting. Because of the internet thing, you know, so there's, right. I just love music and there's lots of different ways, but it doesn't mean, because Watt does it that way, everybody has to do it. I think every, music is big enough that everybody can find their own way of doing it. I mean, That's we, the beauty we, of it. Yeah, I think we have a lot in common, you know, so we're not more special than the other, but on the other hand, we are kind of individuals, so... I mean, you just look over at your thumbprint. <laughs> That's what this yeah. art stuff is, is trying to prove that point, that it is a weird duality where we have a lot in common, but we're still individuals. And I think the arts are about that, somehow connecting us in a non-fascist way. <laughs> so there's many ways to do it, and that's why I love to have guests on the show because they're always uh, telling you about the way they found it, and, and in fact, the path they're still on. And who knows, you know, down the road. Uh, yeah, you might end up in Willie Nelson's band doing 300 days a year. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, You're a voice of God's ear. <laughs> anyway, do, do, what, what's the next plans? Uh, obviously, it's not touring and stuff, but are you already thinking of a fourth album? Yeah, yeah, working on that. Um, it's funny. I, I've got all kinds of what I think are good, uh, like, music, but I'm struggling with the, I've, I've sort of got the metal or the writer's block going on, on lyric-wise. I'm I'm really negative about a lot of things right now, and uh, so every time I try to write something now, I'm just basically like fuck everything, you know. And I'm thinking, man, I can't. Not every song should have the message fuck everything. You no, know? but I can relate though, because imagine a a bunch of reeds, you know, and the wind blows, they vibrate, right? It's it's right. kind of hard, you know, to put yourself in a total thermos bottle and ignore what's going going on. You, you know, Meredith, uh, you were brought uh, Cheeseburger brought you into the band. Uh, is it different from when you first started, or is it the same? Are you just the good voice that realizes <laughs> his tunes? <laughs> well, th this is this is really Cheese's vision, yeah. and I'm just kind of the I, I I like to think of myself as as the muse sometimes, and yeah. also just kind of the conduit. Conduit, yeah, like bringing putting put putting a voice to to his to his words. Um, sometimes I, I I try to bring my own interpretation to it, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't fit in with with his vision. So yeah. we we adjust it and move on. Yeah, great. And uh, so you're ready for number four? Yeah, yeah I am. I'm looking forward to it. I've been listening to these melodies for a long time, and I, I'm raring to sing them. Oh, is this what happened, uh, Cheeseburger? You uh, like use a little record machine to like hum melodies and stuff? I, I sit on the couch with the bass while she's trying to do other stuff, so okay. she has to hear it over and over. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. That's great. You know, both of you, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, what, what about somebody else trying to get into music? What would, you, what would your advice be? Um, well, you know, that, that song that you played earlier, Hung Up On You, that one we did with a couple kids. Uh, they're called Archie and the Bunkers. They, I don't know if you've heard them or not yet, but uh, 
man, we've known them since they were like 15 and 16 or so. Now they're touring Europe and they're only about like 19 and 17 maybe. Great. But those guys, they just enjoy it so much that uh, it, it's such a beautiful thing to see that. So I don't know if somebody was getting into it, I'd just say, man, if you love it, do it, you know. And you might you might make a nickel, you, you might get rich, probably not, you know, but... You know, if it's in you, you got to get it out, you know, and just go ahead and do it because it's, let it's freak, so much fun. Let, let the freak flag fly. Yeah, yeah. I like you know, that. The, bo- the, uh, bonds, the bonds you make with the people you play with yeah. are, are priceless, you know. Absolutely. That's the great words. I love it. I want to thank you and Meredith so much for being on the show, truly. And I want you to keep on keeping on, please. We get right. number four done, please flow it my way so I can play it. We can talk about it, okay? All right. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Uh, it's been September 5, 2018, Dishwap Pedro Show, special guest Cleveland Steamers. People, keep your powder dry. <laughs>